Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. During a record-breaking rainy season in North Idaho, a loving family man is found murdered in the National Forest. It's your life. <laughs> he was bound, he was shot in the back multiple times. I just started crying. I was still kind of hoping that maybe they got it wrong. Why would somebody want to do this and do this in such an evil way? As investigators try to make sense of it, they must race against the clock to gather precious clues. They were dealing with pouring down rain, fog, and a rising creek. It can go either way with the weather. You just have to hope that Mother Nature's on your side. In Kootenai County, Idaho, just 100 miles south of the Canadian border, lies Post Falls, a small picturesque community. Post Falls is absolutely beautiful. Anything outdoors that you want to do, you can do. We have the lakes and we have the rivers. There's a lot of hiking, camping, I mean, you name it. Although the area has four distinct seasons, the fall sees more precipitation and dropping temperatures. The fall weather, the frost starts to come over, it starts to get chillier and chillier, and, and then it kind of leads into the winter months. Post Falls is in the Pacific Northwest, which gets a lot of rain, and the rainy season is a long one. It runs from October to June, about seven months. And in 2016, October was shaping up to be one of the wettest months locals had seen in years. During the wet season in October, the Post Falls area usually gets about three inches of rain. But in 2016, they more than doubled that. So they set a record rainfall for the month. And that also led to a lot of the creeks and streams running high or overflowing their banks. Basically, everything was saturated. As rain clouds start to form overhead, the Kootenai County Sheriff's Office receives an alarming 911 call. 911, what's the A call comes in about a body being found in the Hayden Creek area, which is national forest land on the north side of Kootenai County. The caller says he thinks it's his friend, 41-year-old Bo Kirk, who's been missing for three days. There's a missing person. Um... One of his family friends had actually been driving through the National Forest area trying to find him. They're just out there searching, and they come across the body. Is he alive? From what I could tell, I yelled his name twice. There's no movement. From what I could tell, and he's on the side of the road. All right, I've got him on the way. Thank you for calling. 
William Tyrus John Bo Kirk was born on April 29, 1975 in San Diego, California. His parents were divorced and they lived with their mom. He had an older sister, Claudia, and when the two of them were toddlers, they were taken to live with their grandparents in Spirit Lake, Idaho. Mom decided to give up her parental rights. It was the hardest decision she ever, ever had to make. But basically our grandparents raised us. They kept us very well grounded. As he grew up, Bo loved making people laugh and he was quick to make friends. Bo could make a friend anywhere. Bo's personality was extremely contagious. He, like I said, he was always a jokester, always laughing. He had this infectious laugh. He just wanted to make everybody smile. Uh, I would say he was kind of a people pleaser. After high school, Bo met the love of his life, Amanda Weber. They quickly became sweethearts. Those two were together always, always together. Um, and Amanda always said, Bo was just so cute. After graduation on August 20th, 1994, they tied the knot in a small ceremony and soon started a family. Bo has three children, his oldest, Brian, and then the two youngest, son and daughter, who are twins. Bo did everything for those guys. He was the greatest dad. His kids adored him. He would go out of his way to make sure he made all sporting events. Family was really important to him. Bo worked hard to provide for his family with a job at a timber mill. But by his mid-30s, he decided to make a major career move. He decided to go to school and go into radiology. I don't know what drove him to go into radiology from going in from the timber industry. I just think that he wanted to be a better provider, but he took it and he ran with it and he did well. <laughs> He was soon employed as an x-ray technician for the Northwest Specialty Hospital in Post Falls with his best friend, Mike Lehman, and loved it. Bo liked his job so much because he got to be to help people. And the organization in which we work for was just really about family and helping the community. By 2016, after four years of radiology work, he and Amanda were prospering. They just built a new home nearby in Coeur d'Alene, and Bo was able to buy his dream truck. He was really proud of his truck. You know, it was, had all the bells and whistles on it. It looked really good. Life couldn't be better for Bo. But now, after looking for Bo for three days, his friend has found a body laying on an embankment in the National Forest. The Post Falls Police Department were in charge of Bo's missing persons case, so the Cotney County Sheriff's Office contacted them. We obviously were concerned, could this be Bo Kirk? Investigators from both departments head to the scene, but on the way, the weather starts to turn. Temperatures were dropping, they were really chilly in the mid 40s and rain was on the way. In fact, rain was in the forecast for most of the day and night. Before police arrive at the National Forest, the rain is pouring down. This was a dirt road, mud road, you have gravel. Um, so anytime the weather in, uh, it hampers your ability to get in there and really conduct a thorough crime investigation. When they arrive, 
police locate the body on a small hillside. Even through the sheets of rain, it's clear this was not a natural death. He was fully clothed and lying face down, but his hands were tied behind his back with zip ties. And there were indications of numerous gunshots to the back, so this is clearly a case of, of foul play. When they roll the man over, he is easily recognizable. Because I was handling the missing persons investigation, I had seen a number of photographs of Bo. It was clear that the body was that of Bo Kirk. Investigators race against time and the elements to gather clues. Will they be able to get the truth of what happened to Bo before their evidence washes away forever? Tire track, a shoe print are gonna vanish in a matter of hours. You've gotta act quickly. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. In October 2016, Post Falls was double an average October rainfall. In fact, they ended the month with over six inches of rain. That shattered the monthly record that was set back in 1881. With the wet season in full swing, the Kootenai County and Post Falls Police are in the National Forest during a rainstorm where they found the body of 41-year-old William Bo Kirk. They found him shot to death after he'd been missing for three days. His hands were zip-tied behind his back. You just don't see these kinds of things in northern Idaho. Investigators have a lot of work ahead of them. It's kind of amazing just how big this case turned out to be. 
Three nights earlier, the Post Falls Police Department had received a frantic 911 call from a woman named Amanda Kirk. 911 she also said that she happened to notice some bizarre activity on their bank account just after Bo's shift ended. There were three separate transactions that were suspicious, each for $300 each uh, at two different ATMs, which she felt that that was abnormal, that he wouldn't be taking out money at that time of night at different ATMs. OK, are you concerned that he's missing? Yes. All right, I'm going to assign it to an officer, and I'm going to have him give you a phone call first, OK? OK, thank All you. Right. But before Post Falls detectives could even investigate, they received word about another call that came in to the Kootenai County Sheriff's Office. There was another 911 call from a neighbor up on uh, Rimrock Road in the north side of Kootenai County outside of town reporting that a, a vehicle is on fire. We have a truck at the bottom of the driveway fully encased in flames. There was an explosion about 10 seconds ago. OK, is there anyone inside the vehicle? If there's somebody in there now, they're dead. Units responded out there, including the fire department, and found this vehicle completely engulfed. Right away, it seems suspicious. There's nothing else out in that region. It's just a road, so there's nothing here that they hit. The truck was empty, but deputies ran the VIN number and learned that the truck was registered to Beaukirk. His vehicle was completely engulfed in flames 10 miles out of town, a long distance from the ATMs where his card was used. So obviously for us, we're trying to figure out how did he get from a vehicle that was on fire? How did he disappear? Luckily, the constant rain the area was getting had held off that night, which enabled police to find the cause of the fire. They were able to find a gas trail leading away from the truck down the roadway. So it looked like someone stood there and set this truck on fire with gasoline. If it had rained that night like it had been, the rain could have washed away the gasoline and the trail. So the investigators may not have known what caused the fire. To investigators, the burning truck was a huge red flag. The suspicions are high that foul play is involved and uh, someone's trying to hide something. Investigators hope to find some kind of evidence on the truck itself, with no luck. Unfortunately, it was burned so heavily, all it was was uh, a shell of a truck. So that did not provide me a lot of help there. They searched the area as much as they could that night but came away with nothing. We knew we had a missing person from Post Falls. We knew we had a fully engulfed pickup truck that belonged to him. We also knew that there had been recent bank account withdrawals in his name. So that, of course, raises all the suspicions in the world. The next day, police check surveillance footage at the banks and find something disturbing. We see Bo's truck driving up, and we see two people 
in the front seat of the vehicle. The person that's interacting with the ATM, he's a larger man, and he had a bandana over his face. And neither men looked like Bo. After two days with no further leads and the investigative trail getting colder by the minute, police decide to release the bank surveillance footage. We reached out to the media to try to publicize the uh, ATM footage to see if anybody knew who this was, who the person was interacting with the ATM. This latest surveillance video shows two people inside Kirk's stolen pickup truck. Someone may see those pictures and identify someone. And it worked. They had over 400 tips come in from all over. The community really wanted to help. Detectives soon zero in on a person of interest. One person's name kept coming up. People just thought he looked like the person in the video. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Three days before Bo Kirk's body was found in the National Forest during a rainstorm, detectives from Post Falls, Idaho, were investigating his mysterious disappearance on October 22nd, 2016. Sometime after he left around 7 p.m., he vanished and $900 was taken out of his bank account by two men in his truck. And then his truck was torched hours later, so they knew this was not good. Each day, Bo's friends and family searched for him nonstop. We started reaching out to everybody. We flooded Facebook everything. We are like, hey, have you heard from Bo? Have you seen Bo? We were putting up missing posters around town. After they released the bank's security video showing the two men in Bo's truck taking money out of his account, police got hundreds of tips. And one name kept popping up. 
the name Kevin Bassett came to light? I know Kevin Bassett because he works in my department of radiology. So he's an employee of mine. The tips that came in said he looked like the man in the video. When I first saw the video, I said, you know, that does look a lot like Kevin. Detectives immediately hunted Kevin down at the hospital. And so we quickly interviewed him to find out where he was during this time frame, if he had any ill feelings towards Bo or anything like that. Kevin told police that he'd been out of the area at the time Bo disappeared. He was hunting and camping with a friend. When I talked to Kevin Bassett, I, I found him pleasant. Uh, he didn't come across as evasive to me. He was uh, pretty cooperative. Police worked on tracking down Kevin's friend to verify his alibi, but not all of his story added up. He had a friend and they questioned the friend, but he was like, no, I wasn't with him. So detectives questioned Kevin again. Well, he was adamant he was not the individual, but that name kept coming to light. That's when Kevin Bassett hired a lawyer and stopped talking to police. And we were still looking into Kevin Bassett just to make sure he wasn't involved. And now, sadly, the next day, Bo's body has been found, shot to death along Hayden Creek in the National Forest. Investigators are doing all they can to preserve any evidence. We had pouring rain, and we had to take some steps to protect the evidence from the elements, like blood or shoe prints in mud, things of that nature. So police put up canopies throughout the crime scene over the body, over anything that they thought could be evidence to buy them some time to collect it. Footprints, fingerprints, cigarette, will you name it? We're looking for it. Detectives start around the body itself. So one thing that we're trying to figure out, where did the murder actually happen? Did it happen here or did it happen elsewhere? And it was really tough to tell in this situation. If you're looking for a pool of blood, that's a good indicator something could have happened there. And there was nothing that stood out like that. Not a drop of blood is found near the body. You've got rain and then rain stops, rain comes back again. So we're concerned that it could have just washed away. They could tell Bo had been shot multiple times, but there aren't any bullet casings around the body. Detectives branch out some and pay closer attention to any tracks in the area. You have the body found in the National Forest area, which is probably five miles from where the truck was found and 10 miles from the ATM. So it would not be reasonable for Bo Kirk to have walked from one place to another. He had to be transported. Despite the rain coming down, they do notice several tire tracks, but it could be anyone's. So this location, it's uh, a dirt road that feeds into the National Forest. It is one of the main ways to get in. So there's a lot of cars that do come through there. And shoe prints in the mud may or may not belong to Bo's killer. We noticed footprints along the roadway. We didn't know if that was directly related. Could this be somebody else? Police attempt to get plaster molds of the prints anyway. 
And so we had to quickly try to put together a plan and, and that did come to fruition doing uh, footprint casts. To recover large impressions in the ground, such as footprints, investigators use materials similar to what orthodontists use for dental impressions. Footprints can provide important clues. We needed to collect that just in case it was someone, uh, it was the one key piece of evidence that would solve the crime. Investigators also photographed the prints and the shoes of everyone on the scene. So we could say, okay, we know that these shoes were supposed to be there, and we could then later rule them out as being involved. But unfortunately, the rain is coming down too fast and too hard to complete the molds, and conditions are deteriorating by the minute. We have to go a lot faster than maybe we want to. As the rain continues to come down, Hayden Creek rises and threatens to destroy the crime scene altogether. We're out there trying to find evidence in pouring rain in poor visibility due to fog. And they're running out of time. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So... What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Kootenai County and Post Falls detectives investigating the murder of Bo Kirk are at the crime scene combating the pouring rain. With no luck finding any evidence as to who killed him, they branch out to see what else they can find when another weather event occurs. And so I'm going out on different logging roads and such, and it started to get really foggy. In this area, when fog does happen, it's typically during the winter and fall months. And usually it occurs in wooded areas near water. When the fog comes in, it settles in, it takes a while for it to, to get out of there. When the fog did roll in, it was pretty dense. And so we're out there trying to find evidence in pouring rain, in poor visibility due to fog. As the afternoon wears on and daylight fades, there's another concern, Hayden Creek. The water is rising. With all the rain that had come down over the last month, the creeks, the lakes in this area, they were at their limit. Investigators decide to come back the next day when there's more light and hopefully better weather. Meanwhile, Bo's family learns the news about his death and are heartbroken. My stepsister called me and 
She just said they found him. And I just dropped. And I just started crying. I was still kind of hoping that maybe they got it wrong. In my mind, it was just who could do something so horrendous. Investigators visit the family and ask if Bo had any enemies or had been in any fights recently. Was this someone that knew him or didn't know him? Was it a random crime of violence? Why would somebody want to do this and do this in such an evil way? But the family can think of no one. There was nobody that would do Bo any harm. There was no one that you could say, oh, I know this guy was mad at Bo, or let's go ask this guy. There was just nothing. The next morning, investigators head back to the crime scene to do a secondary search where Bo's body was found. But it's another disappointment. Poor weather conditions persisted through most of the day. We're talking temps in the 40s, cloudy skies, and more rain. Unfortunately, the continuing rain showers overflowed the creek, so anything police might have found has now been completely washed away. Detectives aren't left with much. With the evidence we had, it was pretty minimal. We have a body there and maybe some footprints that may or may not be re related. We get so much different weather uh, and it changes so frequently, it really does affect criminal investigations. And so once the weather changes, uh, we're out of luck. That same day, Post Falls Police hold a press conference and announce the grim news to the public, asking for their help. One of the things I want to say right off the bat is there. this is an active investigation and there are a lot of details that we can't discuss right now. Investigators will say the body of a man who was found near Hayden Creek on Tuesday is Bo Kirk, but won't say how he died, only that he was murdered. We all got kind of another level of scared because this husband, father, friend, brother just got murdered and we don't know who did it. Police ask businesses and residents to share any surveillance video they might have from the area where Bo went missing. We're just trying to develop leads. So some of that was still getting tips from the community and those continued to funnel in. That afternoon at the autopsy, investigators are hopeful. Despite the rain and dampness, the chilly air had kept Bo's body in relatively good shape by slowing down the process of decomposition. In fact, the coroner was able to learn that Bo Kirk had been shot eight times in the back with a 38 caliber gun. Anytime you have someone that's shot numerous times, you're wondering why, what caused that? Are they trying to make sure that person's dead? That coupled with the fact that, the, that Bo Kirk had been zip tied, these offenders were definitely very serious and were intent on killing Bo Kirk. The medical examiner says the time of death had been around 72 hours, which means Bo was probably killed right after he left work. Investigators look back at their only person of interest, Kevin Bassett, and discover some startling information about his alibi. He had it was something like two friends with the same name. And they ended up questioning the wrong person. And it actually turned out to be another guy by the same name who he was with. <laughs> it was crazy. 
Police learned from the correct friend that Kevin actually was camping the night Bo disappeared. So we were able to determine that, well, he probably wasn't involved. I've talked to Kevin Bassett several times about what we, he went through, and thankfully he got through it okay. The next day, with no leads, the Post Falls Police Department creates a task force to investigate Bo's murder. It was obviously a multi-jurisdictional investigation. We wanted to get the county involved, Coeur d'Alene PD involved, you know, anyone that we could. We're starting then to figure out and do standard police work. So we put together a coalition of, of investigators. There were about 30 of us, and we had a big meeting and started divvying out different tasks. Their main focus becomes gas stations in the area. Because gasoline was poured on the vehicle to set it on fire, we figured they probably had to get the gas somewhere. So we're looking for gas cans, discarded gas cans. I spent a lot of time driving the logging roads out there looking for gas cans on the side of the road. We're also canvassing local stores, hardware stores, Walmarts, places that would have gas cans to see if there's transactions of people purchasing cans. That's when the owner of a local gas station finds something. There's video of an individual going in and purchasing gasoline and uh, with a small gas can. So the gas station happened to be near where one of the ATMs was. And this guy was buying gas around the time the truck was set on fire, not far from its location. Police follow up with the cashier who says he left his business card at the gas station. He had a small engine repair shop that he did out of his house, which happened to also be near the locations of this crime. So uh, he lived here locally. This was a big lead for us. We knew, okay, this is a person we want to talk to. He is 36-year-old Justin Booth. But before they pay him a visit, investigators run his name through their criminal database and find that Justin is no stranger to police. He had a criminal past. He was currently on felony parole and had a history of robbery. Investigators head out to his home. Unfortunately, there's no one there. Then that same day, Post Falls police get a surprising call. We get this phone call from the U.S. Attorney's Office saying, we have a gentleman named Justin Booth here that wants to talk about the disappearance and murder of Bo Kirk. So detectives respond to the federal courthouse and begin interviewing him. Detectives speak with Justin Booth, and he has quite the tale to tell about the night Bo Kirk vanished. He lays out this story about how this all started. I was so freaked out. They told me to follow him. They looked like they were going to fight it. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. 
Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. In October 2016, after record-breaking rain and an overflowing creek destroyed the crime scene where Bo Kirk's body was found, police investigating his kidnapping and murder are questioning a new person of interest, Justin Booth. They had surveillance footage at the gas station showing this guy buying a lot of gas in cans right before Bo's truck was set on fire. He lays out this tale, this story about how this all started. So I guess just tell us why we're here today. Justin says he's terrified of his roommate, 44-year-old David Hutto, who recently moved in after the two met while playing online games. He explains that David Hutto had been the person that had kidnapped and murdered Bo Kirk. That he was there, but really didn't want to do it. It was kind of David Hutto driving that crime. We were going to the store. Big truck pulled up behind us. It was like right on his bright lights. He had failed to dim his high brights. His, his lights were very bright, and he was behind Dave and Justin. David got pissed. <laughs> you know, follow that guy. And I was like, okay. At that point, Dave or one of the two made the comment that he's he's going to pay for it, and they followed him home. He pulled into his driveway. David said, pull up right behind him. Bo parked and got out of his truck. That's when Justin says David made his move. David got out of the truck, walked up to him. It looked like they were going to fight him. They had a conversation, probably with Bo, about his high brights. Bo probably said something back to him. And David pulled a gun. Okay. Then what happens? He uh, took out zip ties out of his pocket. David walked him around the front of the truck and put him in the passenger seat of his truck. My guess is, knowing Bo, the family man he was, he knew his family was inside and did not want harm to come to them. So I think that Bo probably complied with that. Booth then took Bo's wallet and cell phone. I was so freaked out. He told me to follow him. Okay, then what happened? They then proceed up to uh, the National Forest land where they tell him to get out of the truck. They stopped real quick. He's supposed to go out. Because you won't have that fire block, Bo. You walked him over the edge of the road. I remember him saying, keep your eyes closed, Bellows, and you'll see your wife again. David loaded the gun. And now shot him. Justin Booth said he wasn't the shooter, but he did touch the gun to help reload it because Hutto made him do that. He walked back over and fired down the hill. Okay. So then what happened next? He asked me where the banks were. He said that when they were driving, Bo had told him to pin to his bank account. 
First, they went and got money out of the ATM. Then they proceeded to go get the gas and burn the truck. Justin says he was so terrified of David, he asked him to move out, which he did, but not before threatening Justin to stay quiet. My concern is if the news or anything gets out, it's going to come and kill my family. He even tells investigators that the gun is at his house, and he tells them where to find it. Still, investigators believe Justin is hardly the innocent bystander. This story just seemed, to me, uh, a little bit far-fetched to believe that you went through all these different steps and didn't want to do any of it. And why would he admit to loading the gun? If he didn't shoot it, why say that? He must have known that his prints would be on the gun, so it seemed he was more involved than he was letting on. For now, Justin is put into federal custody for illegal possession of a firearm since he's a convicted felon. He acknowledged having possession of the gun on the day of the murder. He admitted to committing at least an accessory crime to murder. So at that point, he, he went into custody related to the firearms charge to start with. Police look into David Hutto and find he's got an extensive criminal background. Dave, who's a bad seed, new to the area, comes with baggage. David Hutto has active warrants against him in two states for theft, burglary, and robbery. So he's a dangerous man. Police are now on the hunt for the alleged mastermind in Bo Kirk's kidnapping and murder, David Hutto. We were trying to find him. They were concerned about what he might do next. By the end of October 2016, Post Falls, Idaho saw a record-breaking rainfall, which hurt the investigation into Bo Kirk's disappearance and murder. In this crime specifically, weather was not on our side. Because of the rain and rising creek, the crime scene and any evidence that could have been there was destroyed. And if it was not raining during that evening that Bo was located, uh, the scene probably would have been processed much quicker but the weather wasn't totally uncooperative. There was a couple of nice days that they were able to search a lot to find him. That was huge for me. I mean, the fact that we found Bo, that was my biggest fear is that we would never be able to find him. And we found him and we brought him home. And the chilly fall temperatures preserved his body. So the coroner was able to tell cause and time of death. And because the rain had held off when the truck was located, police were able to tell that gasoline was used to torch it. Which led directly to Justin Booth. So I think it can go either way with the weather. After Justin Booth's confession, Post Falls investigators are looking for his roommate, David Hutto, who Justin says was the real one behind Bo Kirk's abduction and murder. Meanwhile, detectives conduct a search of Justin's home and find a gun right where Justin said it would be. There was a wood pile behind the residence, and the firearm, this Taurus 38, was found under that wood pile with some other evidence, including a cigarette butt that had both of their DNA on it. Forensic analysis confirmed that it was the murder weapon. 
now it's for, for certain putting these two individuals together. So their DNA is together on one item and that item is with the murder weapon. So for us, that's kind of the holy grail of evidence. That same day, investigators locate Hutto at a fast food restaurant and arrest him, charging him with second degree murder. He doesn't resist. I was happy the fact that they caught them, happy in the sense that my brother would get justice for this and that we could hopefully get some answers. David Hutto is charged with first-degree murder, kidnapping, robbery, and arson. When he finally sits down with detectives, his story is similar to Justin's, with a major exception. Justin blamed David Hutto. Well, David Hutto blamed Justin. Justin's the bad guy in David's story. He's the one that shoots. We had been talking for a week, week and a half, about different ways to come up with money. They were looking to rob someone. That explains why they had bandanas for their faces and zip ties, and would explain why they had a firearm. David claims the original plan was simply to rob Bo and drop him off in the woods, but Justin changed his mind. Justin pulled me up to the side and said that Mr. Kirk saw his face and that he had to go, meaning he had to die. David describes to police how it was Justin who shot Bo in the woods. He shot him once and he dropped and both started making like a bellowing type moaning sound. So I handed him more rounds, he loaded the gun and he shot a couple more times. What this appears to be, unfortunately, is a, a, a crime that had been plotted but against a random person. Our evidence indicates that they had never met Bo Kirk in their life. It was just he was in the wrong place at the wrong time and that cost him his life. Although both David and Justin blame each other, legally it makes no difference who pulled the trigger. Under Idaho law, that doesn't matter. They were both together committing this act and therefore equally guilty of the crime of murder. Booth is charged with possession of a weapon by a convicted felon, but they are both faced with first degree murder, second degree kidnapping, robbery, and arson. With a possible death sentence looming if convicted, both Justin Booth and David Hutto take offered plea deals. Essentially, you're not admitting that you did the crime, you're admitting that there's enough evidence to convict you of the crime. So it's kind of a way to minimize your involvement, still saying you're guilty. On April 10th, 2017, after pleading guilty to first degree murder, kidnapping and robbery, David Hutto receives three life sentences without parole. Justin Booth pleads guilty to first-degree murder and robbery. And in August 2018, he receives 30 years to life in prison. He came forward and cooperated at the beginning of the investigation, so I believe that's probably why he received some leniency there. Although Bo Kirk's killers are behind bars, his family and friends are still left with many questions. The hard part about this whole thing is just why? You know, why Why would you just take an innocent man? I would have given them the $900. It just doesn't make any sense, and they're evil, and I just want to know why. 
the pure viciousness of it and the waste of human life. Bo Kirk did nothing wrong. He was just coming home, going to take care of his family. Even though he is no longer here, Bo touched so many people while he was, and his legacy lives on. I started a, the Bo Kirk Memorial Scholarship Fund for my brother. I decided that I would hold an annual golf tournament to support the scholarship because Bo loved golf. And it's just packed every year. He had many friends and the folks still talk about him like he's here today. In the Bo Kirk homicide case, the weather certainly gave investigators their toughest challenge, but in the end, it also helped them prevail. That's just part of doing law enforcement. We have a variety of weather and that's what we have to prepare for. It's kind of a give and take and you just have to hope mother nature's on your side.